It should be fanfare, folks. <laughs> oh, we should be opening today's episode with tons of trumpets and tons of triumphant return sounds because you know what, Elio? It's WPOV Global, and I have transversed the mountains. I have Ooh. dug through the seas. I've traveled nine hours, got wow. five minutes rest to jump on the computer so we could sit here and talk. Comp- we could talk wrestling. <laughs> awesome. I'm your host. Awesome. The legend, TJ Logan. With me, my co-host, the gentleman himself, Elio Canella. Elio, say hi to the fine people. How is it going, fans? Well, you know what? It's been, uh, like I just said, I have just, I know for our fans in America who are trying to wonder exactly how far I've gone for this journey, I have traveled today nine and a half hours. Nine and a half hours. By car. Traveling at 100, I guess that would be like 60 miles an hour. Um... So imagine that, wherever you live, imagine driving 60 miles an hour for nine and a half hours straight. That's equal to a flight from Toronto to Italy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say, I'm not going to brag that far, but anyways, I I went in Canada, in Canadian terms, I went one province over, in US terms, I went probably two or three states. So this was a heck of a journey, having to go through mountains, and I'm literally, when you're driving on the Trans-Canada Highway, and no, that's not a sexual thing. The Trans-Canada Highway <laughs> is a is a is a highway that goes from one side of Canada to the other. When you actually, my, my brother's driven across there. That is awesome. I have I only, he's been all across Canada. That is cool. I've only made it halfway across. Okay, now Matt, this Trans-Canada. When you get into British Columbia, when you're on the Trans-Canada, you literally have to go through mountains. There's parts where there's tunnels where they've excavated, and you go through the mountain. and out the other side so yes this was a heck of a journey and i was getting late and i was starting to get worried this is probably the latest me and elio have ever done a show together it's it's pretty late and i first of all i want to apologize elio thanks for having the patience for me today and uh you know what uh i had the week off which means i got to see a ton of wrestling uh, wow. We got used now, when you say a ton, what are you talking about? All NGPW or mixed it up? I, I mean no, no. I, I guess there was a lot of NGPW stuff. I also mm-hmm. watched uh Impact. Huh, yeah, I actually watched all of Impact this week. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Man, Elio, how do you <laughs> not go insane? That was, terrible. that was terrible. We'll get to that. Uh watched all of ROH. I watched MLW and I watched NXT UK, and I did not watch them the night before we're supposed to report about them. I watched them all. Oh. Spread out during the week, got to digest, ingest, congest, whatever kind of jest <laughs> there is. And ingest, we're going to talk about what we saw today. And by the powers of Alanis Morissette, it's the only way that I survived this whole journey. And, uh, I, you know, she blesses us from above and below. Uh, yep. 
<laughs> Elio, how was your week, brother? Uh, my week was uh, pretty great. Uh, my week was great. Awesome. Awesome. That is good yeah. to hear. What was the highlight of your week, man? Um, let's see. Um, it was just like a mixture of everything, um, all combined. Mm-hmm. Except that today was like kind of uh, gloomy here, so that kind of uh, brought things down a bit. But this brought it back up. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? Doing the podcast brought it back up. That is awesome. You, you know, Elio, last week, and, and uh, our, the good the good folks, our good editor over at uh, POV, uh, at, at the, the central camp, uh, what, what do you call it, headquarters? I'm not, I haven't even been there. You've been WPOV flown to the, headquarters? The w, yeah. yeah. I don't even know where it is. I, 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 t- I, t- I told them I've been there. They don't even know where it is. I, I guess it must be in parts unknown. I guess, because, you know, they've flown <laughs> you places, right? They've flown <laughs> you down. Do you know when they got, they had me on POV, they gave me a Greyhound ticket? You know how long that takes to get from one side of Canada <laughs> wow. to New York to be with Rick to wow. do POV? This was ridiculous. Okay? I mean, I saw, I, I saw more wrestling matches happen on the bus than I did in the entire <laughs> week of wrestling. But that wow. that beside, the, the, the great people at the headquarters of WPOV took our conversation last week. Me and you had a conversation where we talked about mm. what 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 grabbed us in pro wrestling and we threw out to the fans you know kind of blithely we threw out hey fans you know write us and tell us blah blah blah. well they turned it into a a formal poll and man we had some great results lots of people we're going to get into that in the news in a sec okay but uh so i'm I'm thinking you know i was wondering how what kind of question if i could talk to you about this week would it be and i I was i was racking my brain and the question i came up with was this because this was an interesting one for me elio Mm -hmm. have you ever been watching wrestling where they did an angle that was so coolly realistic that even who the, the that was so coolly realistic that you watched it and went, okay, that got me, but from somebody that you would not expect it from, like from a wrestler who, you know, maybe didn't really do much or was kind of a laugh, laughing stock. Was there one guy out of yes. nowhere who shocked you and went in, in a thing and went, wow. And, and you say yes, and yeah. I'm curious, who is your person? And tell me what happened. Oh, I feel it's. Um... I'm gonna go with the, the whole Jeff Hardy. I didn't expect uh, this uh this the uh, persona to come out like when he started like doing the voices in his head thing. Mm-hmm. That was just like weird. But it was like it was interesting because like you can like it was like we were like hearing his thoughts, we were inside his mind. Okay, I get that. Now that's weird. But the question I want you to dig further was is there a wrestler who isn't really a big name though that this happened to? Somebody somebody like who you know, like a jobber or somebody who was a bit of a laughing stock or not that great of a wrestler, but had one great thing that made you go, whoa, that was pretty realistic and cool. And I'll give you an example. You think in your head. I think back okay. to when I was probably about 13 or 14 years old <coughs> watching mm-hmm. AWA Wrestling from Winnipeg. Okay. And the, there was a great match that featured the Road Warriors, as they were called back then, not the Legion of Doom that they became, but the Road Warriors, <laughs> Animal and Hawk. Facing uh, the High Flyers. Now, Jumping Jim Brunzel was a good wrestler. Greg Gagne, not so much, okay? And a lot of people, you know, were always on Gagne's case because, you know, his dad owned the company. And he basically looked like a skinny insurance salesman. He he didn't look like a wrestler. (laughs) And he really didn't do much in professional wrestling. Right. But this one match that I saw, the High Flyers versus the Road Warriors, it ended okay. in a disqualification. The Road Warriors get disqualified. They're they're mad. They throw Jim Brunzel out, and they proceed to beat Greg Gagne so badly. They split him open. There's blood everywhere. They won't stop beating him. 
Okay, they just keep oh. beating him and beating him. Then all the locker room comes out, clears the ring. And Gagne is so out of it, man. He's walking around. He's throwing punches at the air. He's covered in blood. And I think in that moment was the one time I had the most respect in the world for Greg Gagne because he made it seem like that was the most realistic thing I'd ever seen. You know, at 14 years old, I knew wrestling was, you know, predetermined and it was all. But there was a big part of me that wanted to walk away thinking (laughs) in my head, man, he took a beating for real. Like, oh, and it was so well done that just it, it just vividly points in my mind that anybody, if you just stick to your guns, you can really sell a great wrestling match. And I see matches today where guys take like 30 finishers and then pop up and do a move and win. And I think, okay, yeah, yeah, it was cool to see that. But the day of, of the storytelling where it grabs you and makes pulls you in and makes you think, man, I just saw like, could that have been real? Maybe there was something beef backstage and they took it out on him. You know, sure, it doesn't happen. Yeah. But as wrestling fans, we want those moments where our our disbelief is suspended. Where we. So when I was well, when I was uh, when I was uh, growing up, I didn't really get to see uh, much of like wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like you only had like the WWF on yeah. Saturdays and Sundays, so I couldn't really pick one out. But like when Raw first came on in '93. Like, it was like the one, two, three kid, uh, where he, he looks like this skinny guy that, like, looked like a chopper. And, like, uh, he didn't just look like it. He was a skinny guy. He was a chopper. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, but, um, you know, like, he was, like, feeling with Razor Ramon, and. That was a moment. He eh? always. That was a moment. He always, uh, he always, uh, did, like, what he could try and beat him and never mm-hmm. did, and then. Eventually, uh, he finally beat Razor Ramon. And that, yeah, and end. it was such it was yeah. such great storytelling. And I guess fans, what I, yep. the question I'm going to throw out here because at that time, the one two three kid, he was kind of a joke, you know. Yep. He, he was just a skinny little jobber kid who, and and then this made him, okay. Oh, did you did you hear about uh, the the story behind the shaved eyebrows? Uh no, but is it okay? Go ahead. I want to hear this. <laughs> Apparently, Mister Perfect uh, was someone that shaved his eyebrows on a, on a flight. Ah. That they were going on, <laughs> because I was always trying to figure out for years. I I never understood like what what the deal was with his eyebrows, and then uh, it just just came up. No, no, you know what? You just made me think of one other famous rib that was really <laughs> funny. Is do you remember back in the day? I don't remember what WrestleMania it was at, but it was the one where Roddy Piper fought Bad News Brown, and uh, that was six. six. Okay, now I yeah. grew up with Bad News Brown in our home territory as Bad News Allen. And he was way cooler than Bad News Brown. He was legitimate, scary, (laughs) main event, scary-ass dude, okay? I think all these guys outside of WF are all cooler than their WWE. Yeah, and they get watered down to like, you know, I mean, Bad News Brown comes out with a ghetto blaster. That was his freaking... Okay, anyways. (laughs) Anyways, so I guess Roddy Piper, um, you know, he painted himself half black for that match, right? Well, I guess the story was... When he painted himself, he, he he was using the stuff that was supposed to come off with this. You had this like uh, some kind of lotion he could put on and it would take the paint off really easy, right? Well, I guess I, I can't remember who it was, if it was Mr. Perfect or no, maybe that was before him. Somebody <laughs> switched the chemical that he was supposed to oh, use. Wow. So when he went to oh, put no. the stuff on, it didn't come off. <laughs> oh, so that no. night he had to fly on commercial airlines, painted half white and half black, sitting there in his regular clothes with people looking at him like he's the biggest freak show in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's some pretty funny stuff. Now, fans, I want to get back to this here, uh, this match thing. Uh, Elio's talked about the one, two, three kid. Up until this moment, 
he was a jobber. Nobody took him seriously. Yeah. The yeah. the drama and the build of this match helped launch him into something else. It made you it grabbed you. It grabbed the fans. It brought you in. Now I told a story yeah. about Greg Gagne. This did not make Greg Gagne a superstar. If any mm-hmm. but it legitimized the Road Warriors as being two of the biggest, baddest asses in the entire world. They were tough guys after mm-hmm. this, even more so than they were. But yep. Greg Gagne played the everyman who had heart beyond belief. I may not have been a big Greg Gagne fan, but watching there was him do a, there that, was another one. That, yeah? there was another one I, that I recall. Paul Roma. Oh my God! You're gonna talk about Paul Roma? Okay, let's hear this. Well, no, when he uh, when he uh, teamed up with Hercules. It was basically the same thing. Like he had gotten so frustrated with losing all the time, and like that's when he turned when he turned heel and I'm, started uh, teaming with Turkey. Now I'm not sure what kind of weird things you've been smoking, Elio. <laughs> but Paul Roma is one of the most ridiculous. I, saying his name makes me want to spit out. He was a terrible wrestler, he and was. he never got he any better. Terrible. Nothing. There was nothing in that that he no, did that like, made you drew nothing. you in. Um, no, that just that's just like came to my mind, but like, there was nothing there. There was nothing there. Okay, so fans, uh, don't be like Elio and think of something like that. <laughs> be like TJ Logan. Don't be like me. Be like TJ Logan. It's, la- it's late. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm just curious, fans, if there was somebody who either got elevated from a cool storyline that you saw that was so realistic or it helped that person may not have elevated themselves, but they helped somebody really get elevated by what happened to them. I'm curious right in. I talked about Greg Gagne getting his ass handed to him by the road warriors. He de- the road warriors definitely went up a gazillion notches in people's eyes. Greg Gagne, not so much one, two, three kid. He went up, he hit the stratosphere man with his storyline. So I'm just curious about that. Now, we talked about our stories. You know what? Before we get into the news, let's do that poll. Since we're talking about this stuff right now, we talked about last week's okay. question, and uh, we asked: Was there like a wrestler who who really drew you in, who just like got you into wrestling? And you know what? We had a ton of fans. We had a lot of comments. Now we're gonna go over some of these. Well, I'll probably go over them all, but it seems like the most common one. Bret Hart probably scored higher than anybody on this. And I get that because I grew up in the era where Bret started, and I loved Bret Hart, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd put him as one of the guys that really got me into it. All right. Well, let's look at some of these names on here. Uh, Clay Cummings says Eddie Guerrero. Very good pick. Okay. And um, <clears throat> Glenn Arway says Sweet Eddie Seeky, Dick Bullock Brower, and The Beast. I wonder what beast he's referring to. Uh, Glenn, <laughs> no, Glenn Hardaway, do you mean I'm Dan sure Severin? It, if you don't, could you write us in? Because I I have no idea. I know his sweet daddy. It better not be Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. It better oh. not be Brock Lesnar. <laughs> now, I know Dick the Bulldog Brower, for the fans who grew up in wrestling in the 60s and 70s, that guy was amazing. Okay, I get that. Sweet Daddy Siki, mm-hmm. one of the coolest African-American wrestlers that uh, ever came around. Have no idea about the beasts, which beast you're referring to. So, please, uh, Glenn Ottaway, write us in and just tell us what beast you're talking about. Okay. So we can, you know, maybe we'll look them up on the YouTube, the old YouTube machine. Um, this one kind of made me laugh. Chris Seacone said Dino Bravo. 
man. Bro, hey, I, I don't uh, know. I don't know about that. Uh, Dino Bravo. I really hope you grew up in uh, French Canada and you <laughs> saw this guy wrestle a lot from there because if this is anything to do with WWE's Dino Bravo, <laughs> you don't know wrestling very well, my friend. <laughs> it's like what I said earlier. Um, these guys are way cooler outside of the company because once they hit WWE, that's it. Now, Daniel Fryer went a little bit nuts here. We asked for a wrestler, maybe two. He went Hogan, Warrior, Savage, Sting, Flair, Demolition, Road Warriors. Well, he pretty much covered all the wrestlers of the 80s that were in the top main event. So, okay, fair enough. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, a lot of Bret Hart. Uh, a lot of Bret Hart. Uh, this one, Shaquem and Jordan uh, says, <clears throat> The Rock, the first time around, stumbled across wrestling again during a Kane Taker segment leading to WrestleMania 20. That's always. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, one guy simply just put a picture of Bret Hart. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, I'll that. give that credit to Matt Honeycutt. Uh, William T. Wa- I'm sorry if I get your name wrong. Wondolowski says, Hulk Hogan, what you going to do? Uh, not bad, not bad. <laughs> okay, um, Andrew Teaster said, Sting. Sting. How about this guy? Mogamet Yasin Isaacs said, Bret Hart and CM Punk. So obviously he likes guys who are good uh, technical wrestlers, like you know the the, the work rate guys, because mm-hmm. that's definitely who that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordana Pratt says the Undertaker. Uh, Marky Cruz says Bret Hart with the '90s Heart Foundation, basically the Warzone era. Okay, uh, there you go, Roger Adams. Uh, he says Bret Hart. Uh, he always seemed like such a genuine human, and he was a badass in the ring. And uh, go on. Yep. Oh, no, I was going to say Jesse Luciano Garcia says Bret Hart. And Warbucks, L. Don. These are some interesting names. I wonder if they're real names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> replied to Jesse Lu- Luciano Garcia saying the same. So, you know what? Uh, it seems that in the this era of uh, sports entertainment, a lot of people pick Bret Hart. And I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bret Hart was definitely a guy who who kind of revolutionized wrestling. I mean, when you look back... At the time, Bret Hart was really breaking out. You had big guys like Hulk Hogan. You had all these big muscle head guys in the WWE who were just big lumbering beasts who threw people around. And then you had Bret Hart. Yep. And Bret Hart looked like you and me. He was an he was an average sized guy, but he had the talent. He could out wrestle anyone. He could go in there and take apart a big man, take apart a small man, whatever. Bret Hart was the dude. So yeah, I gotta say, Bret Hart yeah. is definitely definitely you know right up there. I was I was surprised. Well, I still, I still, I still remember mm-hmm. I still remember my uh, first live event in 1990. Uh, the main event had the Heart Foundation. Oh, Brett and Jim. nice, nice. Yeah. Now, I am a little saddened and a little disappointed that nobody said Dynamite Kid at all. I was hoping there was some Dynamite oh. Kid love out there. I know the guy's supposed to be a bit of a douchebag before he died, and mm-hmm. nobody really liked yeah. him at all. But he revolution in my idea, my eyes, in my ideas, he he revolution. Look at that. He revolutionized the way I talk, apparently. But he revolutionized wrestling and took it to an era. I remember going back recently and looking back at old wrestling, you know, and you look back and nobody goes over the top rope. Nobody jumps off the top rope. Nobody does all these crazy moves. You know, there's lots of plotting moves. There's lots of excitement and fun and and comebacks and stuff. But Dynamite was the first guy to do all that crazy crap off the ropes. All, all yep. the stuff you see today when you see Flip Gordon and all these guys doing this crazy crap, they got to thank Dynamite Kid for opening the door because him and Tiger Mask, they showed the world that that stuff was on the doorstep. So why don't we hit off to do some uh, news today? And I'm sure you've got a whole bunch of AEW news because that right. seems to be the only so thing. So in, uh, 
in news, uh, basically, uh, yeah, AEW news, um, uh, double or nothing on May 25th, uh, it's, it's been officially announced that it will be Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes. Interesting. Brother against brother. You know what? Uh, I think, I, I don't want to give an answer right now, and I want you to think about it hard too. I think uh, in the next week or two, we're going to have to go over and do a whole card lineup of AEW's uh, pay-per-view. We're going to make our predictions and our talks about it. And I want you to think really hard what you think of this, because this is an interesting match. You know, There's yeah. many ways this can go. I'm not going to give even a hint of who I'm picking for this match. And now apparently um, AEW has signed a two new librarian characters. Oh, librarians. Hmm. How interesting. <laughs> Apparently, um, I, don't, I don't know why they call it. They didn't call me. I've been working in there since uh, for 20 years. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, but uh, so they, they've uh, signed uh, Leva Bates. Oh, Blue Pants. Formerly Blue Pants. And um, Peter Avalon, uh, who used to wrestle in Impact Wrestling as Nora Furnham. Okay, him I don't know. But I remember <laughs> Blue Pants. She's amazing. I'm glad she's getting a chance. Okay, yeah. I'm glad she's getting a chance. And then we have uh, ROH has announced that the Grills of Destiny will defend their tag team championships in the main event of the War of the Worlds show on May 12th in Villa Park, Illinois against, against um, the Briscoes. Yeah. And uh, we will also be seeing the NJPW Young Lions in action on that same event. Wow, the Young Lions? Wow. as if you The Young Lions uh, char- uh, with uh, Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, and Alex Conway. Okay, so we're talking the American New Lions. The ones out yeah. of the San Francisco dojo. Okay. Um, yeah. You know what? Uh, any chance, you know, I joke when I say certain wrestlers coming over from New Japan and being on things, but fans, you get a chance mm-hmm. to see these guys. New Japan has some incredible talent in there. And there's one piece of impact wrestling news. Uh, Let me looks guess. Like it looks it's like over. Four. They're holding <laughs> up the gates. It's, it's over. No? Okay. No, okay uh, we What's dream. the news? Sorry. Okay. So uh, apparently, does he hit squad is no more as. um. Ger- uh, Gervinder? Gersinder Singh, who wrestles as Raj, uh, has uh, asked for his release from the company. Mm, close. And in- I think you might have mixed that up, though, because I know those guys. Gervinder Singh was the guy who uh, has been injured for a long time, the thinner one that you haven't seen for a while. Oh, wait a minute. So, okay. There was three I guess, of them. Uh, yeah, whoever, report, whoever reported that, then I don't know what they were doing. Now, the only reason... The, I, I don't mean to sound rude correcting you or anything, but the only reason I know this... Is because Gervinder Singh is a friend of mine, and oh, okay. uh, he posted up. Uh, I've knew him from wrestling out here in uh, in Western Canada as Tony Cage, and uh, he just said that he he you know he put up a thing on his Facebook saying uh, you know he's on to bigger and better things, and you know wishes the other guys luck. Uh, but it's not the two guys that we've been watching. Okay. It's not so Raj. It's not Raj. Uh, it's not Gamma Singh Jr. And it's not that Raj little guy, whatever his name is. It was the okay, third guy okay. who got injured last year. Yeah, it's really, okay. So I don't know whoever uh, did that one. And then uh, NXT UK uh, has a new addition to its roster, Alexander Wolf. Alexander Wolf? NXT- nice. Yep. From um, what's the German dude, right? Sanity, yes. And I don't know if I should be. Uh, there was a new. St- uh, they had the TV tapings oh, yes. in Scotland. Did the well, new stable You know what? Bring it up, sure, because I'm sure oh, it's going to come up in an episode yep. or two of WWE UK pretty soon. We've got uh, Walter joining the European Union, Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner, and they will be now known as Imperium. Elio, you son of a bitch. You just wanted to say Marcel Barthel, didn't you? That's the only reason you brought that in there. I know how much you, you love me. saying you that. You got me. I know. You probably made that up. There's not probably never happened at all. You just wanted to say his name. <laughs> 
Okay, okay, that's some good stuff. Well, you know what, fans? I can't think of uh, of a poll. Well, we asked for a comment. I don't know if they'll turn that into a poll. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we don't, we'll find out a poll. We'll, I, I can't think of one right now. We'll think of one before next episode. But uh, okay. And uh, we have something interesting going on. Like New Japan, okay. they wonder why people struggle to sometimes follow along with what they're doing because sometimes they do some weird crap. Okay. Uh, for instance. Okay, I mean, I, I, I enjoy watching it, but like, uh, I like this uh, Dantaku, um, I got through day one, I was going to go do day two and day three and everything else, but I'm yep, like, hmm. that's exactly it. You know, they started us, the wrestling to Dantaku was coming up, right? Where they were doing the road to. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, up pops a show, and the name of it, oh my goodness, uh, Sengoku Lord in Nagoya. See, and this is where it throws me off. Yeah. You know what, dude? Me too, because I have no idea. This never happened last time. So, fine. I guess they do this show. Uh, it seems like most of the matches were the same kind of matches on the road, except there were two title defenses that occurred. And uh, one of them was, uh, it was okay. Uh, we saw Juice Robinson defending his belt against Bad Luck Fale and uh, okay. and retaining the belt. Uh, but the next one, Kota Ibushi versus Zack Sabre Jr., I thought mm-hmm. was an incredibly good match. Um I've got to say, you know, as much as we hate Zack Sabre Jr., it's hard not to watch his matches once he start. I mean, no, it's, yes, I'm not. I mean, yeah, I'm watching like every move he does. It's yeah, like, okay. because every and, move he does leads into something. Every move yeah. he fails leads into the other wrestler. It's it's like and watching had, exciting and had, chess. And he has such an odd build too. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you know <laughs> what? I really enjoyed this match. Um, I thought Koto Ibushi. Uh, Really, you know, he started off. Zack Saber really kind of tried to push the envelope here, tried a yep. lot of uh, his, you know, usually douchey stuff. Uh, Koda has this thing where he loses his temper and then he kind of turns really dicky like, you know, and he starts doing Uh-oh. brutal moves. And he was okay. doing that like he was like kicking Zack in the face, in the back. You know, he got really, you know, he got really pissy with Zach. And I noticed that there was a lot of kicks uh, thrown. It's like, wow. <laughs> and I loved it. You know, Zach comes in and he like tries to do all these holds. And all of a sudden, you know, Bushi just boots him as hard as he can in the thigh, takes him down. Yep. Yep. Uh, great move. Wins with the Kamagoya, which is a brutal wrestling move, friends. He grabs you by your uh, inner wrist, twists it slightly, and then rams his knee right into your face. Oh, ow. The highlight of this, or I guess not the highlight, sorry, but the repercussions of this, at the end of this mm-hmm. match, Tatsuya Naio comes out and challenges um, challenges Koto to a match sometime at Dontaku for the belt. Uh, Ko- oh, Koto so Bushi that's, accepts a, that's a, the, the official show, right? That'll be, okay, and here's the thing. The official Dontaku show is either two or three nights in a row. So <laughs> it's not just one card. <laughs> yeah. So on one of those nights... <laughs> One of those nights, Koto Ibushi will be defending against Tatsuya Naito, and oh, I think that's going to be oh, a great. I still have not yet figured out who the main event is going to be. I'm having mm. my, I'm having my feeling that it's going to be uh, Okada versus Sonata. That's who I'm feeling okay. is, is coming up for that. I could be wrong, and uh, I definitely think we're leading up to um, uh, Dragon Lee putting his uh, his smaller belt, or what do you call it, the light heavyweight title against uh, okay. Taiji Ishimori. I think the Bold Soldier is okay. getting his uh, his rematch then. And another match that I think we should really keep an eye on, and it seems like, well, two matches actually that, I, that are kind of personal feuds building here. It seems like um, Tomohiro Ishii and Evil have some kind of thing going on right now where they're taking every chance to oh. go at each other. 
And the okay. other the other one that uh, interests me a lot too, Hiroki Goto and Jay White. So uh, those Hiroki Goto and Jay White, and Switchblade wow. Jay Knight, Jay White, looking like they're uh, they're kind of on a collision course. So we're not sure where all that's headed. Don Taku, the whole card has not been announced, but you know what has been announced, and we'll do this really quickly. They have announced the following wrestlers for the best of Super uh, Junior Tag, t- uh, the Super Junior tournament coming up not the tag tournament but the, the best of super junior junior okay okay the guys who are entered in here and uh you can just quickly go um yay nay or whatever uh okay R- rasuki taguchi that's our um the coach the coach, the coach. yeah all right tiger mask okay rocky romero show okay. yo will osprey okay, so rapongi 3k yeah rapongi all will of osprey, them okay. yeah they got romero show and yo all entered. <laughs> Uh, Will Ospreay, right. the Bone Soldier, Taiji Ishimori, okay. El Desperado, Taco Min- Michinoku, uh, Yoshinobu <laughs> Taka Michinoku, wow. Yeah. Uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Kanemaru, Bushi, Flip Gordon, okay. mm-hmm. Titan, who's uh, a Mexican wrestler who's been there quite a bit, uh, Marty Skrull, okay. Dragon Lee, Robbie Eagles, who's a, a British or Australian wrestler who's been doing some work in there, Jonathan Gresham, Bandito, mm-hmm. Shingo Taka. Oh, okay, cool. Shingo Takagaji. Shingo Takagi. Yeah, you know okay. him from um, him and Bushi always team up. Yep. And the last one, they said yep. a mystery X wrestler, but all signs are are pointing to El Fantasma. So, oh yeah, boy. So what happened? Uh, so so this is his uh, Bullet Club uh, debut as part of Bullet Club. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Bullet Club has been showing all the okay. pictures of him. Uh when we find out the brackets and the thing fans, we'll quickly go over our picks for this and we'll, we'll follow along the junior tag team tournament. Or I keep saying tag team term, sorry, the junior heavyweight tournament, because there is also <laughs> a junior tag team tournament, which will follow the month yep. after this. Okay. But yes, um, already uh, looking at this lineup, I think the, the guys to look out for are definitely Will Ospreay, Marty Skrull, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say El Fantasma is going to make a hell of a splash here. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the same. Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm a fan of El Fantasma from everything we've seen uh, before. All right. Well, you know what, fans? We're gonna kick it off. We're gonna go look over at uh, WWE NXT UK really quickly. We're gonna go over this and we're gonna take a break. All right. Um, this week's match. Uh, it seemed like there were matches from all over the place. Um, and some of these. This ma- was actually. This looked like it was uh, the. Um, Matches are from uh, Takeover, the dark matches. Yeah, it, it definitely was, you know, and it had a, it, it, it had such a different feel, not being with the British crowds, you know. Yeah. Now uh, I'm going to go through them quickly. Well, well, you know, okay. Uh, your your favorite uh, tag team, the Coffee Brothers, Joe and Mark. I'm sure. I'm sure you're mistaken. <laughs> Defeating Raul Mendoza and Humberto Carrillo. Um, the one thing I want to say about this. Mendoza mm-hmm. and Carrillo, they really impressed me. I've never seen these guys wrestle as well ever. I saw I saw Carrillo. I've never seen Mendoza. This is my first uh, time seeing him. Well, they they put on a heck of a, a great match. Uh, yeah, this they, was great. Yeah, they lost to Co- the Coffee Brothers, but uh, I think I think those two guys don't usually team. But uh, I was very impressed by that. Okay. Yep. Um, we did some. We got to some stupid thing with Cassius Ono. Uh, who is he threatening this time? Ligero. Wow. Uh, like Gero, because they're going to uh, face uh, face off next week. Yeah, um, interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, your good buddy, uh, him and uh, Mark Andrews, saying that they're uh, going to be out there looking, uh, <laughs> looking at... <laughs> 
All right. Here's a match where, ah, man, there's just so much of me wanting to say who the hell cares. Was Kono Reeves versus Dave Mastiff. I've never seen Kono Reeves. Uh, I wasn't impressed by either of these two. Yeah, Kono Reeves, I mean, he wrestled uh, Dave Mastiff well. Yeah. Yeah, you you guys already know that I'm not the biggest Dave yep. Mastiff fan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, it was Eddie Dennis that he beat at yeah. uh, TakeOver Blackpool. That's how much I care. I even got the name wrong. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool, man. You're probably the only one who noticed. Um, <laughs> match number three, uh, the goddess of NXT UK, Rhea Ripley, defeating Casey, now, Catanzaro. Uh, Catanzaro. Yeah, this is the one where I was uh, saying uh, she was uh, walking, seeing, walking around with a walking boot after. Yeah. You know, I give this 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 Casey girl. She was pretty interesting. She had a lot of cool offense that I've. You know, she's small. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times, Rhea would just grab her and just slam her down out of midair. Yep. But you know, she has some. Uh, there's something spunky about her that I like. Uh, of course, yep. Rhea. That she's my girl, and she uh, she destroyed. She destroyed. Um, then we had ugh, all right, James Drake and Zach Gibson <sighs> defeated. Uh, yeah. While losing by countout. First of all, I I'm telling you, I'm yeah. not a fan of the Dick Resolving veterans. I like I gave yeah. him a chance in the beginning, but Zach Gibson is just annoying on the mic. Every time, every time he opens his mouth to talk, I'm just like, okay, I've heard enough. And uh, I'm telling you, there's when they lose that belt, the the belts. James Drake is gonna get so tired of Zach Gibson. We can gonna, hope so. We can you really know? hope so. Uh, I'm sort of digging Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams. I mean, they're definitely the comedy guys, mm-hmm. but they're pretty funny. You yep. know, they're worth a good laugh. Uh, I'm going to say this uh, this week's show was it was okay. I mean, Rhea definitely gave it an extra mark than I would have given it, so I'm, I'm going to give it a B this week. Yeah, I'm going to give it, the show a B, yeah. All right. I've so seen fast- a couple of uh, guys I've never seen before, uh, but yeah. Was, and they were uh, all the NXT guys because we don't watch NXT very much. Yeah. Right? With all the wrestling we got, I don't get to, I don't get a lot of time to see NXT. I've got to no. And uh, but I had watched it quite a bit before, so I did recognize some of these guys. Yeah. But uh, I think right now we're gonna take a uh, little bit of a break here. Okay. And when we come back, we got our other three programs to uh, talk about. All right, fans. All right. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV podcast. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I was just faxed uh, an announcement from the WPOV president. How come you got the fax? Uh, I don't know. He uh, he said, Elio, we need you to make this announcement on the show. So if you would please do that for us, we'd greatly appreciate it. Oh, brother. Okay, let's hear this. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, new independent wrestling company, Imperial World Wrestling, is holding its draft this Saturday at 2 p.m. in Queens, New York. At Grandstand, and it will be hosted by Rick Serrano III, and he be, he will be bringing back his agent persona, the only man I know, the right man for the job, Rick Serrano III, hosting the Imperial World Wrestling Draft Saturday at 2 p.m. in Queens, New York at the Grandstand. Wow. Imperial Wrestling must have had a big budget. Okay, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, folks. Rick Serrano III, I may joke around, but that dude is a hell of a host. He's going to do a great yes, job. Yes, he is. I look forward yes, to Yes, the right man for the job. I know I couldn't do that. Well, you know what you could do? You could cover ROH Wrestling. All right. <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds great. Sounds like a plan. Let's do some ROH. And for ROH, in the opening match, we kick things off with Kenny King defeating 
Tracy Williams. Good old hot sauce. You know, is it just me or is every time Kenny King is in the room, it seems to suck the air out of it? <laughs> I wasn't feeling this match at all, though. This uh, one, not a good way to open the uh, ROH. I'm going to say as hard as I am on Kenny King, at least he yeah. was a little more interesting this week. Uh, I thought his wrestling was okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, I like Tracy Hot Sauce Williams, but he's a smaller mm-hmm. guy. That dude needs to put on some weight. You know, I'm not feeling this whole lifeblood anymore. I thought, like, okay, this should be interesting. I want to see what they do with this, but uh, this they seem to have like uh, faded out. Yeah, they faded s- out. They seem to have taken something that was interesting and made it very not interesting. And then we have the bouncers, Bruce, Bruce and Brian Malone is defeating Reno Scum. Not a fan of Reno Scum at all. Oh man, have we seen so much cellulite in one ring? <laughs> Holy smoke. <laughs> Actually, I have a question. Um, like, I know this. For, I read about this a while back. Um, ROH, in ROH, there was, like, a group called Scum, just regular, like, Scum. I think Matt Hardy was part of it. Okay. I'm not sure if I... What do you, what do you know about that? I Not very much. I'm going to admit, I don't, I don't oh, know okay. this team. I don't know Scum. Okay. Wow, okay. Okay. No, no, What's just, this, what does this have to do with the... cellulite? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, it's okay. late. It's late. Uh, Reno Scum is, man, they're... Yeah, no, they are terrible. They're, they're, yeah. And at the same time, the bouncers are pretty terrible, too. I like Beer City Bruiser, but Brian Malonis is just... There just comes a part where you've exceeded being a fat guy to just being a lump of disgusting. And but you know what? At, le- at least you, at least you know their names. I don't even know Reno Scum's uh, names. Those guys. Yeah, they had really dumb names too. One guy was like, <laughs> it was like this is Joseph Smith and Elrod the Elf or something stupid like that. It was like something stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have enough care to pay attention when I heard the name the first time. So okay, I, yeah. I'm actually looking at it. You know what their names are? Uh, Adam Thurstow and Luster the Legend. I take no, yeah. I take exception to Mister the Legend, Luster. I know, right? Luster, huh? The guy that Luster is the guy who's supposedly six foot five or eight or something. How dare you still call yourself a legend? There's only one legend I know. That's right, Elio. You tell him, Reno Scum. <laughs> you better not show up on our podcast. But if you'd like, <laughs> I'll interview the hell out of you. No, anyways. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, the Beer City Bruiser and Brian Malonis win this match. Uh, yep. Wasn't very much of a match. I mean, no. Reno Scum didn't really show very much here. Then in the main event, it was a Bandito defeating PJ Black with a uh, thing in German suplex. Now, there's so much about this match that caught my eye, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was a good one. I like this. I, one. I even like the lead up. I like PJ Black coming out and talking. You know what I think would have made this a hell of a great match? I think this would have been perfect had they, uh, I mean, you don't have Juice Robinson around a lot. This would have been great if they brought PJ Black into the group. Yeah, PJ Black added to Lifeblood. Yeah, I mean. That would have been interesting. It would have been interesting, exciting, it fit the storyline. But instead, they just had a pretty good match. Man, that Bandito's exciting. um, Bandito's pretty exciting. I say he's got a, he's definitely got future, a lot of future written on his uh, in his future. Well, wow, that sounded stupid, but he's definitely a, <laughs> a guy to keep an eye out for, folks. Because uh, okay, you know, I, I'm gonna guess uh, this was taped uh, weeks ago. Probably, yeah, I believe so. Be, be because at the end of the of ROH had Bully Ray standing over to Neil Dashwood, who was put through a table. Yeah, and now we know she's already uh, no longer part of the company. Yeah, that's what sucks. That's why, like later when we talk about Impact and uh, MLW. 
there are things that happened on last week that we know happened weeks ago because something else has happened. So yeah, unfortunately, yeah. nature of the beast in uh, wrestling like this. So that was our week show. Aside from the main events, it was uh, not not the best our week. No, you know, I'm gonna have to give this one. Um, I would say the Bendito PJ Black match was really good. Yep. Uh, Williams versus King was meh. And a thumbs down to Luster, the bunghole, and yeah. Reno Scum, and whatever those guys yeah. are. So I'm going to give this one a C, okay? Okay. Maybe a yeah, C I'm plus. Same. Maybe a C plus. Yeah. And that isn't a drink, folks. I'm giving it a... <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, Major League Wrestling, MLW. Um, oh, this week I have stuff to say about this. Good, okay. Uh, some of the things we saw in here. First of all, uh, opening match was really odd that they would open with these two, but uh, Airwolf and Ray Horace teaming up mm-hmm. to lose to Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. Okay, yeah. Now, I like to say this about this match. A lot of times we see uh, lucha matches can be a little bit like flippity-dippity crap where you don't really, you know. But I really felt mm-hmm. this match. I, I, you know, I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Was a bad match. It was pretty good. And, yep. and for the weirdest part, this is the first time I thought that the you know Pentagon Junior and Phoenix they almost seemed like they were almost leaning towards kind of a lot of heelish stuff in this one. They, oh, especially in the beginning, I think uh, I heard one of them cussing in uh, Spanish. Yeah, I'm like oh, I understand, I understood what he said. Yeah, he called the guy's mother. Uh, anyways, yeah, <laughs> and Team uh, Dabs was like, hey, we can't repeat it. <laughs> um, Airwolf. Uh, you know, he's, I guess he's like some 18-year-old kid that's just been trained. He put in a good show. And Ray Phoenix, uh, sorry, Ray Horace looked good. But definitely uh, definitely the Lucha Brothers looked incredible here. Yep. Uh, next up, we had Ace Romero against Joseph Samael. Ugh, Contra. Oh, this, Contra this match. This match was a was a disaster. This was a mess. It was, it was a... Con- yeah, go on. Contra just, Contra just like a tag... Romero and then out come his parent and he used to like get beat on himself make the save <laughs> and he uh, freaking he uh, clears the ring and then uh, just yeah I don't know just a mess um we've talked about Contra before I don't yep. see what people see in them because apparently some people are hot on Contra I don't see it I don't it. know why <laughs> I don't know why either they're terrible um I guess it's all leading up and I hope that's what it's leading towards is a uh, filthy Tom Lawler going to do something about them eventually now i actually i this was uh this leads into the, the promo right because i have a question uh, he said he's waiting for his friends to arrive mm-hmm. well, who might they be bringing in i have not heard anything yet okay and i would be careful of his friends because it wasn't the last friend he brought in um oh uh simon uh gotch simon gotch <laughs> and who's now a leading contra yeah so, oh here's the thing that confused <laughs> me i always thought simon gotch was the leader of Contra, but they the announcers kept saying that Joseph Samuel was. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So well, I'm very confused by that. <laughs> now, you know, folks, we make fun of guys a lot in our book. Guys like, um, oh, who's the first guy we put in there? That goofy dude. Uh, facade. Facade. Okay. Yeah. Now, Gringo okay. Loco is not far off from Facade's looks, <laughs> but Gringo Loco delivers in the ring. <laughs> And uh, this week he took on, oh my god, Puma King is ridiculous. Oh my god. He acts like a cat. He dresses like a cat. <laughs> and I want to kick him like I would an ugly cat. Um, he's terrible, but yeah, Gringo Loco getting the win here. Um, uh-huh. Pretty good match. And here's the case. Hey, 
this is how long ago was this tape? Because uh, we've reported that Puma King was let go by MLW two weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> right. When, when I saw this, I'm like, wait a minute. What's going on? Why is Grigo Loco facing Puma King? I thought he was gone. Now, stretching the uh, the imagination is one thing wrestling has always been known to do. Uh, trying to mix realism with just utter stupidity is something we see a lot too. And I mean, the Hart Foundation stealing um mjf's car but taping it oh my god you know that whole segment was just painful um and here was what's funny is okay this is where i guess someday we're gonna have to figure out how we want to do this because if you notice some of these matches fans came from the last from battle riot okay Mm -hmm. which we talked about when battle riot came out and then they've taken a match here match there um this match they're alluding to the heart foundation Versus the dynasty in a tables match. Well, that was at Battle Riot. So, and we're gonna see that next week. Even though we know who won and we know how it turned out because we talked about it three weeks ago. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Now, this is the part I know you're gonna want to talk about. This. Where does this go? Sammy Callahan taking on Mance Warner. Now. Okay. First of all, we had a great promo. I thought it was funny as hell. When Selena De La Renta oh, tried to oh get uh, Mance to take out yes. Sammy, and uh, he said, "My granddaddy always told me, yeah. you know, what happens when I lie with uh, women like you, women like you, with- I end up with fleas." Yeah. <laughs> it was so awesome, <laughs> and she was so stunned. Her comeback came like thirty <laughs> seconds later. Yeah, well, your genitalia has fleas. <laughs> Oh, I don't think she expected to be turned down so hard. Oh, man. Now, Matt's getting in there with Sammy. And here's the interesting story, folks. Sammy Callahan is a disgusting pig. Okay? There's no way to describe it. I mean, you've seen him in the match, dude. He's, like, spitting in the air and catching it. He's spitting on people. He's just disgusting. You know? However, he's been kind of – he's had his um, run, I guess, fallout with Selena De Laurentiis' group. So mm-hmm. she's a he's been a target. Meanwhile, Matt's remember a couple weeks ago spilled beer on Selena. So yeah, I guess that's a good yep. reason to go to war. But uh, no. so now they have this great. This match was pretty good. There was some disgusting stuff in it, of course. <laughs> Ella Callahan yeah. doing just gross ass crap. Um, yep. One of my favorite parts is when Matt said something to uh, Sammy about him wearing a flak jacket. So he opened his flak jacket to take a, a slap from Warner and Warner just about like caved his chest in the look on Sammy's face oh, was wow. hilarious. <laughs> um, this match goes on and then they get jumped by other members, uh, like Hio de la donkey. Oh, La Los Angeles park. Hio de Los <laughs> Angeles park. And, um, what is even the other guy's name? I don't know. The little Mex, the little Spanish guy who's always getting in trouble. But anyways, they attack. Not Ricky Martinez. Yes. Yes. There we go. Now okay. they get in there. They cause the disqualification. Uh, right. Callahan and Warner look at each other, shake hands, and then go after these guys. So I don't know. I have a, I have a, I have a question. Yes. How do we are we supposed to take this angry little man who is the reason that the Book of Shame exists, and how are we supposed to look at him as a face in MLW? Well, I don't understand. I don't understand if this is we've landed <laughs> in a bizarre world where everything's the opposite. I don't know if uh, me and you ate some bad mushrooms, and this is all just a bad trip because <laughs> Sammy Callahan, that greasy, disgusting, sweaty, spitting pig, is supposed to be. Are we supposed to be feeling sorry for him? 
I, I get the commentators uh, are go for anyone who phases him <sighs> because they they don't like him. They think he's disgusting. Now, hey, <laughs> quick quiz, quick quiz. When oh. when Jim Cornette said that uh, he hated Sammy Callahan because Sammy Callahan took a baseball bat to his, his friend's face, do you know who he was talking about? Um, not sure. Well, if you remember last year, Sammy Callahan accidentally hit uh, Eddie Edwards in the face with a baseball bat during an impact match. Broke his cheekbone and uh, it was he slipped. He went to hit the chair. It slipped off the chair. Hit Eddie straight in the face. And oh right, wait the baseball bat. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. That's where this heat from Cornette and Callahan comes in. It makes sense. Cal, uh, okay. Cornette and Eddie Edwards are longtime friends. So uh, yeah, so at least that was very realistic. But okay, I love Mance, but Mance, do not hang around this grease ball. You think you? You think, <laughs> don't do it. You think you're going to get fleas from uh, Selena? I can't even describe the. <laughs> The disgusting no, 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 STDs that no. I'm sure Sammy Callahan has floating. I have, I have a question though. Yes. If we if we if we're gonna start seeing Mans Warner hanging around with this guy, I don't know what are we gonna do about this. I uh, as far as the book goes, I don't know. I just know this is that I don't ever see Sammy Callahan coming out of the book. And uh, no, no. What are we gonna do with Mans Warner? I don't want to. I don't know with him in the book. I know. don't think Mance is gonna take this crap for too long. I think uh, you okay. know they're gonna team up, do some. I think Mance is gonna turn on him the first chance he can uh, finish using him, and I think he deserves it. Callahan deserves it. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> that, we don't want to put him in the book. <laughs> oh, Mance, you're one of the best reasons we watch MLW. <laughs> Stay away <laughs> from that spitty green ball. <laughs> so you know what, folks? I'm gonna have to say this episode of all the shows this week this was my favorite mm-hmm. it was exciting it was fun um one of the things i wish fans if you're listening to us because you've heard of roh or you've you've watched impact or you've watched new japan uh i would say give mlw a, a look-see you know they have their yeah. episodes up every monday on youtube and they're fun. Ew, they're Jesus. a fun, fun little uh, company, and uh, they've got some great wrestlers. And uh, I- I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. They they do stuff in a fun way. It isn't boring. Like uh, ROH, I love the wrestling to death, but the show could be pretty boring at times as a show. Yeah, owner. you know, even NXT UK suffers sometimes of not having any like you know spice to it, right? But MLW yep. definitely has a lot of spice to it now. No, nope. MLW is good. Um, Selena's comment was was awesome this week. Um, but I want I have a question for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we did that poll a few weeks back. How can you vote yes to uh, having Heart Foundation keep doing these promos? Yes, they are terrible. What fans? Did you misunderstand <laughs> us? Right in. If you misunderstood and said we didn't get the poll because they are terrible. H2 promos are horrible. We saw them again this week. Hey, and on a weird aside, Elio, in about two months' time, Teddy Hart will be up here in uh, where I live, close to the area, and I'll be seeing him at a supercard. I'm going to see if I can get another oh, no. interview with him. And I don't know how crazy it's going to go, but we've had some pretty crazy Oh, I can't Teddy wait to hear this. Yeah. I can't wait to hear that one. So I definitely will not be asking him about H2. <laughs> no, don't do that. Now, the thing I say about MLW, you know, it's like if you take a piece of bread and you put some really good, like, uh, you put a little bit of margarine, maybe you put a little bit of peanut butter, a little bit of jam, you got a great sandwich. Then you get Impact, where you take a piece of bread and you put uh, 14 pounds of salt on it, maybe some wait cayenne. Wait, 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 what kind of food are you eating? You mix some margarine with peanut butter. Hey, yes, butter and peanut butter, man. 
You got to eat it together. No, you said margarine. Oh, margarine and peanut butter, same thing. They're not the same thing. No, no, I said you put them together. You cannot eat a peanut butter sandwich without margarine. Okay. Okay, it helps slide down your throat. Okay? <laughs> and it tastes good. All right. Okay? All right. Now. And then it's late. Okay. Now, before Elio so rudely interrupted what I was trying to get at here, is I was saying as, as good as MLW is, Impact sucks ass. And we're going to talk about it next. Yes, we are. And man. Let's see. Okay, Elio, before we jump into this. Mm-hmm. If I ever sit down and watch a Rosemary or Sue Young <laughs> thing again, I am going to smash my face through my pad because oh my her and Kira Hogan this week, this was like, this was akin to like <laughs> oh. catching your testicles on a, a razor blade, man. This was horrible crap. Uh, oh, man. Okay, let's see where Impact Wrestling starts. Um, We have a mixed, I don't know if you can really call it a mixed tag. It's Scarlet Bordeaux and Fall Above the Fiend Desi Hit Squad. Okay. Okay, let's get this out of the way. Let's get this out of the way. We've talked about Rio Ripley being the NXT, yep. uh, being the NXT UK woman. We've talked about Io Shirai yep. being the NXT woman. I gotta yep. say, Rebecca Bardo, the way she dresses, ouch! She is a good-looking lady. Yeah, Fella Ba is disgusting, but <laughs> Rebecca, I don't like Fella Ba. I'm not a fan of Fella Ba at and, all. And I, I feel so bad for the Desi Hit Squad. Uh a uh, gamma, uh, great gamma son is a good friend okay. of mine, and it's just painful to watch him in these matches. Um, ouch. Okay, so yeah, they do the whole gimmick where uh, the gut, the East Indian guys don't want to hit the girl, but they're gonna yep. if they have to. But in the end, she takes them. Uh, they win. Uh, she she got some shots in on them. Yeah, she got some good stuff in on them. Yeah, <laughs> she flew through the ropes. Uh, and I gotta say, I love like her what? ring attire. Yeah. <laughs> Is that really Rigatire or Lingerie? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> next. next, we had Moose defeating Dez of the Rascals. Interesting match, but I don't like how the Rascals had to like... No, sorry, it was uh, it was uh, Dez defeating yeah. Moose. I, yeah. I didn't like how they got the victory over Moose by cheating. It was a roll-up, and he just rolled them up for yeah, the victory. Yeah, but I mean, victory. the other two guys interfered to set up the roll-up. Oh, yeah. Yep, with the yeah, with the 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 other guys with the distraction on the yeah. apron. So I just yeah. I think it just would have been a cooler out of nowhere roll up would have been even more infuriating for Moose because yep. at least Moose can say, oh well, they they it took three of them to do it. You know what I mean? Yep. Moose though looks Next. he's been looking good. I where the hell do you get bathrobes like that? That's kind of ridiculous. But anyways, go on. <laughs> Next we had the ridiculous uh, segment that uh, you just mentioned earlier. Oh. With she Rose must have Mary. lost her soul if the bunny had... Oh, shut up! Who <laughs> writes this crap? Oh. Exactly. Oh, Rosemary, you used to be a good wrestler. What is this crap? Just end all then this we had, Then we have uh, Tessa Blanchard uh, destroying uh, uh, Robert Revine's restaurant, whatever. Terrible. Terrible segment. Yep. And uh, I, you know what? It's pretty rare when they do a, a segment like this that it works out. Mm-hmm. Most times it just looks like absolute crap, and and this was one of them. It just looked terrible. Yeah. Then we had then we had Brian Cage uh, going on a rampage, uh, looking um, for answers, threatening um, Don Callis, and then going backstage to find Scott Demore. And we learned that uh, Lance Storm will be the special referee again at Rebellion. I love how Lance Storm has not been seen on uh impact wrestling forever and just the one time he manages to 
pop in and tell the guy to calm down and be professional, he gets contracted <laughs> to be the special referee. Oh boy, that's some contrived yeah. right? Then we have Madman Fulton defeating Tommy Dreamer. Now, I've always, I've already said once I never like to agree with three morons, but I have to say I enjoyed watching OVE take out Tommy Dreamer. Oh yeah, hey, it's sort of fun when the cockroaches rise up and eat each other. <laughs> ah, Tommy Dreamer, why won't you die, you cockroach? Oh man. Uh, do you know he? Do you know who this guy is? This Madman Fulton? Uh, no, who is he? He actually was in NXT last year as Sawyer Fulton. Uh, he is... Oh, I remember that name. Yeah. So he just kind of flamed out with WWE, so Impact picked him up. Okay, I remember that. Sorry, I remember Sawyer Fulton. Okay. So then we have Madison Rain defeating Taya Valkyrie. In a match that was too short and really meant nothing. Yup. And we have... Uh, with Jordan uh, Grace uh, uh, having the assist, in a way. And then we have a, we have a stupid Johnny Impact uh, segment. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that was crap. In the main event, it was a... Uh, um, yeah, Lucha Brothers defeating Eddie Edwards and Eli Drake. Eli Drake turning on Eddie Edwards. Now, this was a way... This was another one that was just too short of a match to get anything going. Mm-hmm. You know, LAX comes in at the end, and it seemed that was more of the... The more important part was LAX and, and uh, the Lucha Brothers going at it again. Um, yep. Now we see Eddie Edwards getting turned on by Eli Drake, but we know that Eddie Edwards, uh, sorry, Eli Drake was uh, terminated by uh, Impact last week. So yes. there's, that, that's going to go nowhere now because uh, he's being he's being forced to sit out until they figure out what they're going to do with him. Right, know? that's another one because now you can't put him in the feed with Eddie Edwards. He's already done. Yeah, he's done. <clears throat> and it's a serious one. This is a breach of contract one. So uh, looking that up, what that means for Eli Drake is he can't sign with a national promotion um, uh-huh. for at least a year. Wow. Um, what he can do is wrestle in small independence. <clears throat> I happen to notice that uh, the touring company that came through here from uh, Winnipeg, CWE, uh, they brought in um, Psychosis. Uh, I just noticed that they picked up Eli Drake uh, for a couple <laughs> matches. And guess who else? Oh, wow. You're not going to believe who, who else? else. Another person oh, no. in limbo. They picked up, um, oh, who's that big dummy from, uh, From he used to be in ROH and then he was in New Japan. And we were making fun of him the other day because we thought he was making fun of Jeff Cobb. But, oh, Michael Elgin. Oh, wow. My- Michael, okay. Michael Elgin's yeah. wrestling in Saskatchewan and Manitoba. <laughs> Someone wants Michael Elgin? Well, you know what? He's it's just small independent, so yeah, he's got a bit of a name. Wow, okay. So yeah. Wow. That's all I can say. That's, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, impact for this week. Oh man. I'm gonna have to give impact this week a D. It was pretty good. Uh, how did we do it? How did we get through this? I don't know how we got through this. <laughs> I just about lost my mind when the when the uh, when Rosemary and oh my god, if you're gonna do stuff like this, please. I mean, it's bad enough that the stuff you're saying is absolutely pathetically ridiculous, but please get somebody who can deliver these lines. Kira Hogan, she is horrible as an actor. She's a wrestler, obviously. But, but see. <clears throat> Ali is already gone. Yeah, that's another thing. So too. why 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 are they still continuing on with this well, story? She was the whole focus of the whole story, I guess. Yeah, but she's gone. She uh, died. She did. Quotes. Okay, folks. You know what? Uh, we're 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 getting close to wrapping this up. Well, you did tell me what did you give uh, Impact this week? Oh, I'm gonna give someone a D. A D. Well, so I'm going to have to say MLW for me was the clear winner this week. Yeah, MLW definitely. All right. So 
Fans, you know what? MLW, check it out on YouTube. You you got ROH, mm-hmm. you can find that on uh, Honor yep. Club, and you can find it on the Fight app. That's F-I-T-E. Yep. Oh, by the way, yes. the Fight app is uh, working. It's been updated. Yes. So there's some more crashes. That's good, because I was having a frustrating time trying to watch some stuff on there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, some great wrestling, some really bad wrestling, some interesting wrestling, and some really blah blah wrestling. But hey, that is the world of professional wrestling. Now, before we get out of here, before we do all our social media stuff, um, mm-hmm. we would be remiss if we didn't open up the book of shame and see who's in there and see if anyone's coming out this week. Let's open up the book of shame. Let's see what we have here in the book of shame. The first entry we have is facade. Uh, he stays. Until until he gets a makeover, facade stays. We have uh, that the NXT UK backstage interviewer. Always same as you, Nigel McGinnis, <laughs> you pimplehead. Uh, that uh, one that word that begins with F. That word will always be hatred in our hearts. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Havoc. He stays in. Stinko. Madman. Madman. Fourth. I know how much you hate this guy. Yes, he stays in. <laughs> Nigel McGuinness. Oh, he's bought a lifetime <laughs> subscription now, I think. Uh, what, the one fall chant. Oh, we took that. We took that one out. Didn't yeah, we? we took that one out. Okay, it didn't update. Okay, that's fine. Okay, Sammy Callahan. Hey, he's the reason we made this thing. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to cheer for him in MLW. I don't know. Uh, that that'll that never work. happen. <laughs> the Crisp Brothers. Oh, those idiots will always be in there too. <laughs> and the final entry is Tommy Dreamer. Oh, Tommy Dreamer. I would hang out with cockroaches before I'd hang out with you. You're staying in the book. I swear I can't. How does this guy make it to black TV every week? I don't know. He must have, like, pictures of people in bad compromising <laughs> positions that he's, like, you know, blackmailing them. Because that's all it could be Jeez. the only reason you'd have this idiot on your thing. He's he, His name value is zero. His wrestling is crap. His look is horrendous. I don't get it. Just don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. It's just, oh. Well, there's our book this week. Uh, no changes. We still have a bunch of people no, in the book. No changes to the book. Uh, I know we have nothing to put in the vault this week. No. Um, now, before we go, uh, folks, I want to encourage you guys to check out Wrestling POV. Okay? That is our sister show. There we have Mimi Goody, we have Tony Diaz, we have Rick Serrano III, and some, what was he, uh, Lamb Chop or something like that? Lamb Chop the Puppet? The Fell Puppet, yeah, the uh, puppet. Miguel Cole. Oh, Miguel Cole. Okay, I was close, Lamb Miguel Chop. Miguel Cole. Uh, together, yeah. they have a hilarious romp looking through, uh, yeah. they go through WWE Raw, SmackDown, and I believe NXT. Yeah, those guys are hilarious. Uh, so tune into their show every Saturday. They're always fun to listen to. Now, you can find us on iTunes, iPod. Uh, did I say iPod? Pod? iTunes, iHeartRadio. iTunes, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Spotify. Spotify. I love Spotify. Um, and, folks, you know what? If you want to write into us, uh, you want to just talk about some of the stuff, maybe show some memories, uh, give a little bit of a global love. This is what I'm going to say. The first person who writes in a letter that's interesting and fun talking a bit about what we do in global or talking about something to do with global. I will not only read portions of your letter, I'll give you that full uh, credit for that. And I'll read your name out. Uh, Elio, tell the good people how to get a hold of us via the Twitter machine and all the interweb stuff you can think of. Okay. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so by uh, going to our Facebook page. That's wrestling POV podcast on Facebook, wrestling POV on Instagram and wrestling POV one on Twitter. Excellent. And you know what, fans? 
Just this week, I've decided that if you're in the greater Toronto area and you want your car washed, Elio will dress in a Speedo, <laughs> and for $15, he'll soak down your car and he'll I'm rinse it off. Mistaken. You'll do it for $15. $15 Canadian. For you Americans, <laughs> that's like, what, $3 or something like that? That's a hell of a deal. But uh, <laughs> you know what, fans? We love to... Uh, we, we love to watch a lot of independent wrestling from across the world. We love to hear from you people. Uh, we know we've got some fans in some pretty wacky places. All the fans across the continental United States and Canada. We enjoy all the stuff you've been sending and talking. Uh, all of our fans in China, Germany, Ireland, England, and of course, could not forget my comrades in Russia. A big privyet out to you, my friends. Just got to say, keep up with Global POV. We've got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to be showing out new interviews coming up. We've got, uh, who knows, like I said, where else can you get a better car wash for $15 Canadian? Done by a co-host of POV Global, Eliona Speedo. Folks, you don't want to miss that. Elio, say goodnight to the good people. Good night, my friends, and we'll see you next week. Well, talk to you all next week. (laughs) 